young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. What's going on, y'all? It's, we, we're right here with the Auburn Express. Going to do something a little different. We got a good conversation on deck for you guys. I got my guy Paul Meharry here, Kenny Bland joining us. Uh, you know, they're not Auburn guys, but we all have some good conversation anyway. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into this conversation. You guys know Auburn is in the midst of a coaching search right now. Lane Kiffin seems to be the major name being thrown out here. Um but before we talk about the coaching search, how are things – I'll start in, in the land of the number one team in the country. Paul, how are things down uh, in Athens right now with stuff going on with Georgia? You guys coming off of a 16-6 to game. Every, any, any unrest in, in Athens about how you performed against Kentucky? No, I think uh, you know most of the – everybody was kind of over this game, if you will. It was the final of four-game streak that just was really difficult. You know, having to go to Mississippi State, having to go to Kentucky – Play against Tennessee at home. That was probably the biggest game of the year. Uh, and then Which you guys dismantled them. So. Right. And then you had you had Georgia, Florida, you know, prior to that. So it was a, it was a tough four-game stretch. And I think most fans are just happy they got out of it. Now they've got Georgia Tech at home to honor these seniors. That's a big game for them. Uh, you know, especially with uh Georgia, the seniors now are able to be the uh highest win percentage, highest wins mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, in Georgia history, and that's with a COVID year too. So, uh, you know, they, that's what they're shooting for. And right now everything's kind of, you know, peachy, as they say, in, in Georgia, especially, you know, the Georgia peaches. So you, you, said, yeah, you, said, you say peachy in Georgia. I see, saw, I see what you did right there. Yeah, you saw what I did there? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, not mad at that. Not yeah. mad at that at all. All right, so uh, what about Gainesville? Kenny, how are things feeling right now? You guys are in a rough stretch right now, right? So how how is how are things feeling in Gainesville right now? Um, you know, there's a, <laughs> it's, it's kind of split. Um, we're very optimistic, um, about the future, you know, looking forward to the future things that's coming on, you know, when Billy gets his guys in and we're looking forward to that right now, you know, we're hoping to be better than the six win team. Um, realistically it was hoping to be eight wins. Um, but you know, right now we're, we're bowling. So no huge, um, complaints just you know you want to that's, see that's crazy though that's really crazy that we're talking about florida like being bowling you know yeah like you're yeah. happy they're bowling when when you see listen i can't even enter this conversation yet when you look at how we ended last year right last season was a dumpster fire and if you know that some of the inside locker room stuff that was going on the fact that they even made a bowl last year and didn't come to blows on espn on live tv is amazing. <laughs> so the fact that 
um, Billy has flipped this locker room as quickly as he has and got guys to buy in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can get to seven wins, hopefully eight by the end of it all. But uh, six, seven wins was realistic for this group. How are you guys feeling about Florida State coming up? Mm. Man, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, lunchtime, man. It's one of those games to where it's going to be good. It's going to be intense. But uh, depending on how AR is used will dictate the game. If he runs more than four or five times, then we'll probably win the game. If he stays in the pocket and tries to be Dan Marino or somebody, we're going to lose. Versus- so, I mean, that, that's an interesting take right there, right? Like, is that a we need to get a better offensive coordinator situation or is that a AR is making bad decisions sometimes and like what what's the reasoning for him not running sometimes when he's one of the most dynamic athletes at quarterback in the conference or probably in the country but still um i believe that it's more of AR's decision not to run um mm-hmm. i think he's wanting to be more of a presence throwing the ball um and not relying on his legs for whatever reason, whether it be the ankle thing that he's complained about throughout the year, um, right. knowledge of the playbook, all that be it, you know, aside. I think he just has to have that willingness to run. And when he does, it makes the defense respected and it just opens up everything else. But when he doesn't, it's not the OC because plays are open. Um, wide receivers streaking down the field. It's more of an AR thing. Okay. Um, but first year starting, a young guy. That's why hopefully he comes back to really build on the good things he's done this year and fix the bad things he's done. Because if right. he goes in the league, um, I, I think it, they're going to, you know, expose him a little bit and it's, it's going to be kind of bad. Yeah, I mean, so that's one of those things where, like, I see a quarterback who has that athleticism and he's making uh, those types of decisions. I wonder if he's being coached to try to throw the ball more, if in his mind he's saying at the next level they're going to want to see that I can do this. So I'm trying to show that a little bit more than just yeah. get out here and, and make plays. But at the end of the day, you got to win ball games, right? Like showing people that you can throw is great if you're out there slinging it, but you but need I mean, he W's. Did he did that last week. I mean, he put up 400 in the air last week against Vandy. They yeah, lost. but oh, there was times where he should have took off. It, it's those. It's the decision-making more than yeah. anything. It's Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's 55% completion percentage right now in the year. That's terrible. Yeah, and see, and that, and that's my point. Fifty five percent is not gonna. That's that doesn't translate to the NFL. And I I made this comparison. I don't even know if it was on our our weekly show or if it was on Twitter. He reminds me of a young Jalen Hurts, right? Where the completion Whoa. percentage isn't gonna be there, but the athleticism jumps off of the Whoa. field. I'm not saying that they're the same quarterback. I'm talking yeah. about how he throws the ball and his athleticism at the quarterback position. Exactly. A young Jalen Hurts plays the exact same way. And that's what guys, I think that's what the league is looking at. And when he's getting these evals and they're telling him that he's the third rated quarterback to come out per what the NFL guys want. No way. No shot. I don't I don't believe no he way. is either. No way he's the third quarterback off of the board. I don't I don't believe so either. But like when you look at these I mean, wait a minute, quote, people think Will Levis is still possibly one of the first yeah, guys off the board. And I don't know not. where look I was a Will, I was a Will Levis uh fanboy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We had this conversation yeah. preseason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, I, tr- I traded in my uh, Will Levis jersey, but I still think. Hey, look now, look. I still think he's. I still think he's uh, a top. You know, first round pick. NFL scouts love the Josh Allen comps, man. They love I, him. I, I just think it's not a good decision, though. Like I, I understand all of the 
physical tools and I understand the toughness. I, I get he can make all the throws, but I, I, when you throw on the film, oh yeah, he does I mean, not scream first round quarterback. Same thing with same thing with Josh Allen though. When you threw on his film, he wasn't really a first round quarterback. People want to find that next Josh Josh Allen. That's the thing. Josh yeah. Allen this is the new why AR is getting talked about. Like it's yeah. you can't yeah. teach. He's in, that, he's in that same frame. You can't. And that's teach why I don't understand. Like two forty running a four four. I get Bryce Young is is small. I get it. But the kid can ball, man. Like, what are we doing? Like, are we trying to act like Bryce Young's not one of the best quarterbacks prospects to come out of college football in the last couple of years? Is that are we really trying to say that? I don't think. I think when you look at it and you sit back and you look at Trevor Lawrence, right? He's not better than Trevor Lawrence is coming out. You don't think that Bryce Young's better than Trevor Lawrence? When no, came, not coming out. Coming not coming out, out. No. Absolutely not. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I have different opinions. He, on Trevor he's also Lawrence. not better than Justin Fields coming out. Right. So you look at their, you look at what? how they struggle and how what? they're struggling. Why? Yeah, Hold no. on. Wait, let's, 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 let's get dig into this. Why no, is bro. he not better than Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? In what, in what ways would you say, okay, so, yeah, Justin Fields is better in this way. Trevor Lawrence is better in this way. Okay. So Justin Fields athleticism is. Above. Okay. Athleticism. Got you. Okay. Cool. All right. Both so, of them, but more athletic. Got you. Okay. Trevor, I'm talking about throwing the football, though. Tre- yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence throwing the football coming out of Clemson? Are you? I he think had you got, a big I, arm. You got recent bias, bro. You got recent No, bias. I'm talking. I wasn't big on Trevor Lawrence in college. And you oh, should have been. The dude, Why? He, 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 was, he, was not the, he was not the reason that team was winning. That defense is the reason. He was throwing. Trevor Lawrence is a big man out there playing Johnny Manziel football, just throwing it to really big receivers. He was oh, not out man. there slicing. You see what they have up. right now with DJU, who's supposed to be the next big thing, and how they're Agreed. not doing anything I, with him? That that is a completely separate conversation as to whether or not I think Uli Ungalale is a trash quarterback. I don't Shout think Trevor that. Lawrence was that great. I see you getting that out too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, I, I I just think Trevor Lawrence was okay. He wasn't like, oh my good, he's a can't miss prospect. I think people fall in love with Trevor Lawrence's size, not his skill. I that I, I legitimately believe everywhere that. from what from what I saw, I was like, yeah, this he guy can throw it. Legit. I'm not saying he can't make all the throws, but I, I, okay. Anyway, we ain't we ain't here to. I, I, I'm just okay, saying the so way Justin, Bryce the way Bryce has been, got beat up by Texas and these other schools, and they really exposed him. Alabama's offensive like, line is terrible. What do you mean you they got five deep. stars, three deep? Yeah, and, but and they're still bad playing together. It doesn't matter how many stars Ike, are in front of their Ike, name. Ike, but here's the thing, though. You go put Bryce Young and you pick him with a top five pick, the O-line in front of him is more than likely going to be worse than what Alabama has oh, right now. Agreed. Agreed 100%. I'm, so, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he deserves to be a high draft pick, because, but the numbers he's putting up with a bad offensive line is what I'm looking at. The offensive line is terrible, and he's still shredding up. Teams. He's good, but he's also six foot, listed six foot. So I got again the fit, y'all. Y'all are y'all telling me about physical stature. I'm talking about yeah. putting tape on. But you gotta you, have you to put the tape on and tell me the man can't ball. Okay, you could do the same thing for Stetson Bennett. Tell, tell me the man can't ball. I agree. I agree. Right, I think Stetson he, Bennett is top three quarterback in this in the SEC okay, this year. But he's five eleven and he's twenty five years old. Is he going to get drafted in the first round? No, absolutely no. Not. Okay, and is that because of his age? No, I just think that people don't think that he can reproduce that at the pro level, which is the same reason why I think I I agree with why people think that. I just think that a kid who won the Heisman with a terrible offensive line, offensive line didn't get much better. He got a better run game this year, and he's still putting up great numbers 
You can't just overlook that and act like, well, because he's short, he can't reproduce that. He just did it two years in a row now, in the best I, league in the country. I do think he's the best quarterback coming out this year. Like, if you put him up against CJ, Stroud, Livis, no, no, AR. No. Who, okay. Oh, wait a minute, Paul. Who's the best quarterback coming out this year? CJ. CJ. I think CJ is. CJ Stroud is? Yeah, I think wow. he is. I'm not sold on these. But here's, but here's the thing. Here's guys, the thing. If I needed a quarterback, I ever. <laughs> look, if I needed a quarterback this year, it's not the year. It's not the year. That's why you're oh, yeah. hearing these guys, Will Levis and, and AR. We don't I think people are falling in love with the physical stature of quarterbacks and not the tape that they're putting. Yes. And they have been forever. That's why Jalen Hurts was a third round pick. Uh, I don't I don't disagree, but I'm talking to look at the Jalen Hurts played himself into a better system right now in, in the Eagles that's allowing him to flourish. He's always been a gamer. Like yeah. I'm not mad yeah. at that. But they were going to cut him before the season started. Like yeah. they, were yeah, they, were ready to get, they were ready to cut bait with him. Yeah. Yeah, crazy, crazy, and he's he's playing himself back into a an MVP type of season. So, but I think there's also I, guys that you look at like Baker Mayfield, Ike, where he's got that same type of stature. Same, he had the same stats in high school or college as Bryce. I'm just saying, I, but Baker, you, are you telling me you think that Baker Mayfield is not a worse quarterback than Bryce Young? You don't do you? Th- comp- Bryce Young versus Baker Mayfield, who is the better? Qu- I, and throw the stats out. out of the window. Throw coming the stats out of college. Coming out of college. Yes. Baker Mayfield Baker looked like that guy. He looked no, like he that guy. No, he didn't. Yes. Yes. No. Baker looked good, good, man. Yo, yes. what are we you talking have, about? You got Bryce Young trophy winning. No, listen, I'm Heisman talking about winning for number yes, one. Man. Like, I don't care. Man. I don't. I'm. I, yeah, yeah, man, we're not. I'm talking about <laughs> making throws and doing things from the from the pocket. I'm talking about. So you, the patience and the poison the, against the blitz, the ability to make any throw on the field, now, the ability to make Bryce changes at the line of point. scrimmage in a better defensive that. league. Bryce Young is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Bryce does have the poise. Yeah. I feel like this. If Bryce was 6'3", it wouldn't even If he was 6'3", he'd be uh, <laughs> freaking... They they'd be clawing at his door to be the number one pick. That's the only thing that but you can tell me that's bad about Bryce AR. Young is his height. But that's why they're talking about AR because you look at it like you say Jalen Hurts, right? Who yeah. wasn't? They didn't. They weren't like excited about his arm. It was hey, his physical nature. Look how he runs the ball. His leadership, everything else except his arm. The same mm-hmm. thing with AR. These OCs yeah. and head coaches are, you know, they're looking at them like hey. I can make this guy over into something, tools. but I can't teach this guy to be four to run a four four and be two forty six four. I can't teach that, but I can teach you how to read a defense, and we'll I'll take that gamble because you got Lamar running around, you got Josh Allen running over everybody. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm not saying I don't understand why the fascination with these athletes. I just think Bryce Young's a better quarterback. From the things that you ask a quarterback to do as far as being able to read defenses, be poised and understand how to go against blitzes, be able to make every throw that exists on a football field, Bryce Young can do all of those things. But to your point, physically, can he hold up in the NFL? That's the only question that you will have about Bryce Young from me is his his ability to hold up physically. I don't want to go too long on this topic, but I know we got other stuff to talk about, but I love Bryce's poise. I think think by far – out of the last few drafts, Bryce is the guy that I would want to go lead my team down on a game-winning drive. Easily. But, but, that's where those physical physical tools come into play, ability to get out the pocket, things like that. 
I don't know if Bryce is, I mean, we could look back on this in five years and be like, man, Ike, you were a genius on this one. You stumped us all. Or we could I don't know that he's going to get the chance is my thing. I don't know. He, he's well, going mean, to he's, he's be a first-round pick. He's, I mean, he's going to get the you chance. Think, I, I don't know if he's going to go in the first oh, round. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These teams are quarterback hungry, man. These teams are really quarterback hungry. Yeah. And so they're That's looking the, for quarterbacks. And there's not that, that many this year. Yeah, I mean. They didn't jump out the ship last year with quarterbacks. So you know they're going to do it this year. Yeah. I just I just I, I do wonder about that. How how quickly he's going to come off the board. Consider I haven't actually looked at who all is going to be draft eligible and all those things in draft order. I haven't really gotten into any of this too early in the season, really, to even look at that stuff. I mean, there's some teams that are measurably bad. So, you know, they're going to be close to the bottom of the uh, or excuse me, the top of the draft. And which of those teams are really uh, looking for a quarterback of the future? I haven't even dove into that. But it's, it, we, we, we got time. When we get closer to the draft time, we'll definitely revisit this conversation. I didn't expect that topic to go that long, but that actually was a really good conversation. I appreciate um, being able to get into that. So let's just talk about – so what we'll start this conversation in, 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 uh, in Auburn, right? We're going to talk about coaches Auburn is currently undergoing a coaching search. Uh, neither of you guys are in that position right now where you're looking for a coach. So we're going to talk about Auburn's coaching search. Um, Lane Kiffin, by and large, is reported to be the number one person on the board for Auburn. And it's also being reported that a portion of his contract negotiation, starting with Ole Miss, right? Like they were going to re-up his contract, give him an extension. Um, there's apparently an extension offer that's out there that would put him up into the top 10 coaches in the country as far as his contract um, is concerned. Um, reportedly, Lane Kiffin wants to potentially be in the top five as far as what he's being paid for a coaching salary. First question to the both of you. Is Lane Kiffin worth top five money? Is he a top five coach in America right now, power five? Go ahead, Kenny. Uh, no. (laughs) 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 Uh, I had, luckily, I went through this conversation with a lot of Gator folks before the Billy hire, and I was like, stay away from Lane. It it looks real pretty. You know, that, that, you know, number 10 spot, number 11. You know, he looks good. They're going to put up points. But, man, he will leave you at halftime and coming out like, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> and, and if that's what you want, if you're looking for a bridge guy, like, hey, just get my program back in the conversation, get some excitement, get Lane. He's your guy. But if you want mm-hmm. some stability, no mm-hmm. way. Okay. So for that, so is that the reason why he's not worth the money? Because even as a bridge guy, you don't want to pay somebody that much. You don't want a rental. You don't want to pay a lot of money for a rental. You want to pay money for something that you're going to have for a long period of time. Exactly. I don't think he's, I think he's a great play caller, but as far as like a head coach, I don't know that he's that great to pay him that much for the potential of him only being there for two years. Okay. Paul, what you feeling? Yeah, man. I mean, he's obviously not a top five. He's not a top five, uh, but I think he's close. If I'm trying to find a list here, I think he's close to being top 10, guys. I think he's 11th right now. As far it, as his contract is concerned, right, yeah, yeah, he's just outside of the top 10. Yeah, he's, yeah he, it, we, it wouldn't take very much of a pay raise for him yeah, to get into the top. So, I mean, he's making 7.25 according to this list on NBC Sports right here, which I think is pretty accurate because it's got Kirby's mm-hmm. accurate salary. Uh, but top five, no, man. I mean, he's already, I think he's already kind of getting paid too much at Ole Miss, 7.25. Mm. But at the same time, 
this is, I think we're all stuck on coaches' salaries from like five years ago, six years ago, right? Where it wasn't yeah, the number, the number right? has jumped drastically. Yeah. You know, so like you saw Mel Tucker get nine and a half million from Michigan State, and you were like, whoa, that shouldn't have happened. Kenneth Walker got that man paid, you know, and good for him. For sure. Because I, I love Mel Tucker. He was great at yeah. Georgia. Um, I'm glad he got paid, but, but Kenneth Walker got him paid a good amount of money. Uh, then you look at guys, I mean, top five guys right now are Kirby. Okay. Nick. Okay. Dabo. Okay. Lincoln Riley. Okay. And then you could kind of, you you can pick your fifth between Ryan Day and Brian Kelly, uh, which Brian Kelly is making a really good case for it at LSU this year. I did not think he was going to be playing for the SC championship game his first year. That's for damn sure. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, him and his family down there in uh, (laughs) New Orleans. I, I didn't think it would. I didn't think it would match, man. I didn't. And yeah. I mean, he's a, and the whole thing with Brian Kelly is he wanted to get away from Notre Dame because he wanted he wanted the smoke basically. And he came down here mm-hmm. and like he took it on. And yeah. you know, if you have a guy like Brian Kelly at LSU, who I was not a believer in Brian Kelly, bro. I was not. I was right. like, man, this this hired LSU is not the move. This is not going to fit. I mean, early returns say okay, but we'll we'll see how it goes in year two and three. But, but here's the thing: first year, all he's got to do is just recruit down there. Those boys don't leave Louisiana. They don't leave. If you got if you have a legit coach at LSU, you cannot get inside the borders of Louisiana to get a kid. Uh, yeah. So those are my top five. But I mean, I just named the top five head coaches that are getting paid right now. So nobody, you know, outside of the top five, Jim Harbaugh. No, wait a minute. Jimbo Fisher's not being paid top five money right now. Uh, according to this no. right here, he's, he's at 10, he's 7.5. Really? Yeah. I, I think his contract scales up. Eight. Oh, okay. yeah. David, right, after him and where, where is Harbaugh on the list? Harbaugh is making 7.05. So 12th on my list. It might be, okay. you know, it's a little different. I, I don't know. I'm not looking at a list right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm yeah. just wondering where he was. Yeah, he's, right, so. he's 12th. You got Franklin 13, Pat Fitzgerald up at Northwestern at 14, Chip Kelly at 15 and Steve Sarkeesian at Texas at 16. So. Mm. Yeah. All right. Kenny, you, you agree with that top five list? If you were to rank your top five. So wait a minute. Let, let me back up though. You you think Kirby is the best coach in the country today, right? Right now, now. named him first. Right now, yeah, I think so. I okay. really do. I don't. I actually don't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I said the other day I I was ready to have a conversation with somebody about whether or not Kirby Smart was deserving of more credit of the kickoff of the Alabama dynasty. I think um, I think that's that's yeah. like a ser- I think it's, that's a serious conversation that needs to be had, and like we can really yeah. dive deep into it because now you're looking at it and it's like, man, that because. It might be the case, you know. He he might because yeah, really Bama's defense has gotten significantly worse oh, yeah. since yeah. Kirby left. It's yeah, decline. Yeah, and most Kirby of the guys, the league, most of the guys in the NFL are Kirby's guys too. You know, Minka yeah. and all those guys. You know, yeah. were his guys. So I don't know. That's yeah, my. Five, I think though. I think that's a real conversation that could be had. Um, you know, and I don't think we we're gonna have any disagreement amongst us about whether or not. That's possible. That's why I want to have a Bama guy on here so they can give a, right. a biased take about right. that. Uh, but we'll try to find somebody to get in here and give a Bama perspective on that. But uh, any disagreement in the top five there from you, Kenny? Um, I would put Ryan Day up there. Okay. Who are you taking out? Yeah, that, that was it. my next question would be, who's who's vacating that spot to put Ryan Day in the top five? So who do you have in the top five? You said that, uh, I said Kirby. Kirby, Saban, Dabo, Lincoln, and Brian Kelly. I would take out. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I would take out yeah. Lincoln probably for Ryan Day. So you're gonna bump up? Is is that the right order still though? Was that the yeah? Order I could, would I would move Brian Kelly up one and put Ryan Day at five. Okay, because Ryan I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm not a Ryan Day guy. I either. think he's good, um, but I'm actually not a Lincoln Riley guy either. I think Lincoln Riley really? has been. I'm I'm not saying he's not one of the best coaches in the country. So don't get me wrong. I think he's a little overrated because I. So let me say this. Oklahoma offenses putting up a bunch of points don't mean a lot to me. It just well, what doesn't. about USC's now? The Pac- it, it, the Pac-12, the Big 12, I don't care which one of those conferences you tried out there and tell me. Bo Nix is killing it in the Pac-12 right now. <laughs> like, I just, you're, you're not going to convince me that either of those leagues. Okay, so then, so then what you're telling me, so what you're telling me, though, is that all five of your coaches are going to be from the SEC then? No, I didn't say that. I'm just, I'm just talking about whether or not those coaches to me are as good as people say. I don't think the top five coaches in the country are all, all inhabited in the SEC, though. No, okay. that's not what I'm saying. I, okay, I just, I just want to double check because I, I thought yeah. before you were headed and I was going to say, whoa, I, I think there's no. something out there. No, no, no. I, I think definitely the two that you named are the top two. Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, top yeah. two there. I don't. I think it's it's difficult for me right now with the Dabo situation. I think historically, yes. I want to see what he does absent of the two coordinators that help stabilize that shit, but yeah. he still would be in my top five. Yeah. Um, I hate to say this because I really don't like him, but Brian Kelly has to be in the top five. I think five so, right man. I think, I think this year proved it. Yeah. Because uh, he, he, he was not going to get – It's only going to yeah. get better for him, man. It's I think like, so, too. I think yeah, so I, I am not a big Brian Kelly fan, but God, I, I you can't deny what he's done at LSU in that first year because that program was looking very bad. Yeah, they had what, like forty guys eligible for their bowl that played in their bowl game before he came. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's done wonders. Who's your fifth? Yeah, it, so that's the tough one for me, right? Because all of the guys who could potentially be in that five spot, I have significant drawbacks about them so it's like i could juggle a bunch of different guys into that space because he, i'm gonna tell you the guys who who i'm thinking about harbaugh i think is is a really good coach that took over a michigan program that was not looking good before he got there and has them perennially up there amongst the best teams in the country um Ooh. i don't think that you can argue with what ryan day has done at ohio state he inherited a really great program but he had to keep it afloat Right. And he hasn't and it hasn't dropped off. That was yeah. going to be my next statement yeah. is like, that's actually not easy to do is Very to hard. get a good program and keep it good, um, even through like a full recruiting cycle. Right. It wasn't like you're using somebody else's recruit. So it's like, no, through the recruiting cycle, still a good program. I don't think you can argue with that. Um, I, you know, I guess you can say, you know, that Oklahoma guy that's over there now in USC is OK. I I. I, I don't know, man. I just, it's hard for me to keep. I, it's, I, I'm going to put Ryan Day up there at number five. Av- amongst those guys, I think Ryan Day is probably the, the fifth one. Here, Here's the thing, though. So here's the thing. We're debating top five, but where – because this brings up an interesting, interesting aspect because where does Auburn rank in terms of jobs? And is Lane Kiffin, is Lane Kiffin overqualified for Auburn – seeing how he's already getting paid 11 right now. Like, is he too high of a head coach for Auburn to go after right now? Or is that's Auburn a great question? There, you know, that's a great question. This is actually, this actually came up in a Twitter space the other night and somebody was like, Auburn's like a top 10 job in America right now. And 
I stopped and I thought about that for a second. <laughs> and I had to say to myself, that's not a true statement. Auburn's probably a top 20 job in the country for sure. uh, as far as traditional programs are concerned. But I would not put us in the top 10 um, as far as prestigious programs. Uh, and so to your question is if Lane Kiffin – so let, let's answer that question in two parts. Yeah. Is Lane Kiffin worth top 10 money? I think we all answer that question and say maybe, but probably not. Is he worth the money that he's getting right now that puts him just outside of the top 10? Might be getting overpaid there as well. Again, not relative to the number. I'm talking about to the rank. Because I was a guy who was like, why is Gus Malzahn getting paid like a top 10 coach in America? Like, what are we doing right now? Like, But apparently that's what we're going to do at Auburn is we're going to overpay coaches mm. to – as far as like to try to we're going to try to buy our way into prestige um but it goes back to what kenny was saying like lane is he's gonna leave it to alter he's going to you know it's gonna happen but do you take that for two good years i'm a guy that says yes you do because i think about it in in terms of and and i think kenny and i had this conversation (laughs) on twitter i'm okay with the relay race thing it's like all right as long as you run your leg really good and you hand it off to somebody better than what you left it i'm fine with that the question is for an a an admin right if you're john cohen your first hire becomes lane kiffin who do you hire next if he leaves you in three years because at that point in time if he gets you to a place where your program is top 10 top 15 for two three years straight you can't go backwards Right. So now you got to pay more or equivalent money to somebody else and you can't go get an unproven name. That's why the whole conversation about whether or not Cadillac could be the, the actual hire at Auburn. Just it doesn't make sense when you're talking about giving Lane Kiffin top 10 money because you're not going to pay Cadillac top 10 money. Right? right. So, like, I just don't even understand why the conversation persists, no matter how much emotion is around it. But anyway, um, I'm OK with it. To qu- your question, I'm OK with them having a, a rental hire because it that program needs a jump start, and you can't you, – the, the slow burn isn't going to work. The, the natives are going to get too restless in Auburn with that, considering we just named three of the top five countries and the coaches in the country play Auburn every single year. Every single year, you got to face all three of those guys. Oh, God. Yeah, man. I, I, if I'm Auburn, I, one, there's not going to be – that big name guy out there, right? So whoever you go after, you're going to have to pay just to take them from somewhere else. Yeah. So wh- wherever it is, and like you say, is that really the destination you want to go? I think, personally, this is a good time to save some money off that head coach job and give a guy that's slightly unproven but can bring some fireworks with you and a guy like, who do I have here? Like Kevin Wilson from Ohio State, their OC. He they would never do that. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> but that's him, I see where he's going with that. He's going to put up points. He's going yeah, to recruit. But like, the listen, you thought people were giving freaking Brian Kelly hell about cultural fit. They gave Brian Harson hell about cultural fit. They're not going to go find a guy that doesn't have Southern roots ties and put him as the next head coach of Auburn. They just did that with Brian Harson, and they hated every minute of it. Guess what? When you win it, they, 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 now if Brian Harson had won, <laughs> yeah, of course it, all things are forgiven. Who cares? But that's going to be the immediate problem is that. And, and this is why I say you have to go big right now, because 
you can't afford the slow burn. Nobody's going to be patient enough for it. They're just not. The, I, I, I know how these boosters think at these programs, and the, the slow burn stuff is not going to work for them. But there's, That's only why so Nick Saban, there's only so many coaches then that fit that persona that you want. 100%. Yeah, you're correct, which all, which why the coaching search at Auburn is always such a tough one every single time. Be- because... I mean, because like like Kenny, Florida, they went and got Billy Napier, right? I mean, he, he was group of five guy from, you know, that South area, but he wasn't proven. He wasn't a P5 coach. He was an assistant. But I think Kenny might be onto something. You might have to go get that, like, next top tier P5 assistant. I'd be fine with them going that route. I'm just telling you they're not going to do it with this hire. Okay, they're so, so, for okay so then I guess my next question then is, if not Lane – who <laughs> that, that is the it drops off drastically question. because then you get into uh i've heard hugh freeze's name get thrown around right that's definitely been a name that's been high on the list of a not lot of only people. did he have all you know ncaa infractions he had off the field stuff too you want to bring mm-hmm. that into your program at auburn you know it, I, I, I don't think it's gonna work but i do I, I i hear a lot of people saying that name and then, Mar- then Stoops just re-upped yeah so Mark's Mark's but Mark Stoops out of here, man. Uh, but you wouldn't. Okay. 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 So you wouldn't no. take Mark Stoops. No. So no. then, so see, I think, I think what's happening here is there is a level of coach that Auburn feels like it, it is entitled to. No, I, again, I'm, I'm telling you what I, I, so first and foremost, I'm not a Mark Stoops guy. I don't, I'm, I don't I'm want not him to be the Auburn I'm not coach. either. Um, I'm not, either. When, I'm not talking about what we're entitled to. I'm talking about what, people are going to get excited about. So sometimes um, it's not exciting, Ike. Sometimes you got to hire Mark Stoops and bring him in to win 10 games. Like, it's okay. not exciting. Like, Lane Kiffin well, I, is an exciting hire, but then Lane's going to leave your ass at the altar two years from now, and you're going to be heard. stuck in the same spot. Hurt. Hurt. I'm looking at telling the, you. I'm looking at the list of top, the top coaches from, like, 1 to, like, 180. And the next best coach, you think, Dave Aranda? Like, do you want Dave Aranda is the only guy <laughs> that's out there right now that I'm like, I'd take him tomorrow. I'm just telling you, I take Dave Aranda tomorrow. But, I think he's a great coach. But that's he's a got big all of this 12 success make it look better than what it really is. No, I'm talking about what I so me, I'm a diff I, I like defensive minded coaches, number one. His his former days at LSU and his ability to recruit defense in the South is what I'm looking at for Dave Aranda. Now, the question about him is whether or not he's going to have the right guy calling the offense. But I personally am a big fan of Dave Aranda and what he's been able to do and his experience running a program, albeit in the Big 12. So, so. But like, they, they, that Dave Aranda is so far down the list of Auburn that's, that's what I'm saying. So, so after Hugh Freeze, after Lane mm-hmm. and Hugh Freeze, who is the next guy? Who is who the next name? I don't know who they're thinking about. I mean, so I'll tell you the names that I've heard floated yes, out. Yeah, there. yeah, throw them to me. Matt Rule. No. Didn't say I agreed with it. Just uh, yeah, no, I, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying yes or no on yeah. on what you say. <laughs> so apparently, this could all be, uh, freaking people trying to just get him more money. But apparently people from Dabo's camp reached out to Auburn potentially. Yeah, I heard about that. What is, why? (laughs) Don't have the first clue why he would want to leave the ACC where he's been dominant for the last decade and come 
play against Georgia, Bama, LSU. That's crazy. Every single year. That's crazy. No clue. Even if and, but again, that could, that could be agent just floating his name out there so Clemson gets scared and wants to give their guy more money to retain him or coming back to the, have some other kind of conversation. I don't know what I, – I honestly don't know what that's about. Okay, um, so that's not going to happen. So what's the other yeah. name? <laughs> um, the other name that I heard floating out there, which I think is also ridiculous, um, is – what's the guy's name? Former New Orleans Saints coach that retired. Sean Payton? Oh, Sean Payton. Payton. And I was like, there's no way Sean Payton's coming to coach college football. He's just waiting for uh, Mike McCarthy to get fired. That's what I, the, the general <laughs> consensus is that he's waiting for the Dallas job to open up because yeah. that's what he really wants to do. What about um, this, though, man? What about this? What about Dion, man? I would Look, actually man. think Dion would be a good hire. Under just Armour. from the standpoint Armour. of him being able to land recruits, you get the talent, you get a good staff there with him, and the rest of it's going to work itself out. I think. I would be on board with a Deion Sanders hire. I don't think Auburn is going to pull the trigger and do it, make it happen, though. Like, I think it'd be a great move, though. You talk about excitement. You oh talk about God. South. You talk about recruiting. Because, would, again, listen, we just said it's an arms race at this point in time, man. You're, you're going to – you've got to be able to out-recruit Kirby Smart, freaking now Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, you're not big you, Billy. He coming. Stop. Mario. Listen, oh, listen, Mario, Mario Cristobal. Yeah, Miami money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, shoot, Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the conference, man. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you're running it's an out. arms race. You're running you gotta have court. a personality that's big enough to go get some. Which is why I'm not mad at Lane Kiffin because he's a big enough personality. I. I'm going to just be straight up with you. I'm not a big Lane Kiffin guy because he doesn't even know how to spell defense. Like it, I don't. You've yeah. got to convince me Lane Kiffin is going to hire a top talent as a defensive coordinator before I believe in a Lane Kiffin potential championship coach. Yeah. He can win you some games, but as a championship coach, he's going to have to figure out how to get somebody in there that's going to coach defense. And he just – you can't name a spot where Lane Kiffin has been that has also had a good defense. You can't name it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing with Dion. He's tied heavily to Under Armour. Mm-hmm. Auburn's already Under Armour school. Nothing has Agreed. to change. That's number one. <laughs> He's going to be nothing under. has to change. Lifetime. Um, but I. But and then you you heard the Dion talks, and then people were like, "Yeah, Dion, Dion, Dion." And then now it's gone away. Like, like he's you know yesterday's news. And I saw I think Colorado and somebody mm-hmm. else was looking USF. at him. Yeah, so USF. Yep. Those are not Dion schools. Like nah. he he can go to that school and and turn them around. But that's not where Dion needs to be at. Dion needs yeah. to be like P five, like yeah. heavy SEC. Because yeah, he might not have the best resume, even though he does, considering how how he's coached at Jackson State and he's turned them around. Um, yeah, they're undefeated this season, right? He doesn't have the resume though that people want to see that longevity. But he just got into coaching, mm-hmm. and if you get guys that can coach around him, just let Dion be the CEO, and then he'll bring the players to you agree and then you bring in oc and dc bada bing bada boom and and you've got like a whole running operation Dion sanders is the man right now for college football the only reason he's not getting talked about as much is because he's at a hbcu and he's 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 getting talked about 
a ton at HBC. Yep. You see it on Twitter every weekend. His team's making plays, or he's talking about, you know, what slack was, you know, who's yeah. who slack, stuff yeah, like that. His game son day. being like, the quarterback is, uh, yeah, the game day's been to an HB. When does that happen? Yeah, right? well, like, like, his son is in the Heisman conversation from an HBC. He like, got the just, number one overall recruit last year to come to yeah. Jackson, Mississippi. And I, and I to Jackson, you. Mississippi. Have you ever, you need, hold on, have either one of y'all been to Jackson, Mississippi? I have. I have, yeah. There's yeah. nothing there. Right. You, know, you got Travis right. Hunter to Besides lead. Besides a casino, but that's you got, about it. You got Travis Hunter to lead Gwinnett, which everything's in Gwinnett. You got Tamala, Georgia, everything. And to yeah. go over to Jackson, Mississippi and play for him? Come on, man. But yeah. not just him. He Remember, he had other guys. Peter Woods was seriously considering Jackson State. Like, you have guys who are top guys who were like, yo, I would play if for Deion. If you talk Dion, to recruits right now. I don't know if I want to go to Jackson State, but I would play for Deion. Yeah, if you talk to recruits right now, when the Auburn job came up and they were in flux about where they wanted to go and Auburn was on their list, you talk to some of those same guys, they're like, oh, if he went to Auburn, I'd be there tomorrow. Yes, yes. Because he's coming with, because he's not coming empty-handed. He's coming with Travis Hunter. He's coming with his four-star quarterback son that turned down Bama and all these other schools. Like He's coming with legit guys that will yeah. follow him, his staff. He has uh, Mike Zimmer on his staff. Um, Tim yeah, like, on his staff. Like, <laughs> he, like, he has big name guys, and people talk about, like, yeah. the Miami staff, right, with all these Hall of Fame. You think these guys ain't going to show up for primetime on a P5 Auburn? Yeah, yeah. right. They be Listen, man, you, you, you don't have to sell me on it. <laughs> I just don't know that they're going to they're gonna make it happen, man. I don't know. Like, as as much of a short term hire as Lane Kiffin seems like, he doesn't seem like the big risk. Like he is right in the right. middle of low risk, potential high reward in the short term, and I feel like that's the comfortable spot for a a hire right now for a new athletic director at Auburn. He wants to make sure the first hire he has doesn't turn out like Joe Moorhead did when he was at Mississippi State. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. In five years from now. Is Lane still going to be at Auburn and producing at a high level, or would Dion still be at Auburn producing at a high level? See, and I wrestle with that as to whether or not both of those are short-term hires. Like, I don't know how long Dion Sanders stays at Auburn. All I know is, D, like, we're in such a different era of college football right now to where Dion Sanders' name holds so much weight with these kids. Agreed, and. Lane Kiffin, yeah, it's cool, man. You can go play in his offense and, you know, you can rush for 1,500 yards. You can do this. But it's Dion. Like, it's it's different. These kids' well, parents sure. grew up watching Dion. Dion was like these kids' parents' guy, right? For sure. And now you can go play for him? And it's, the it's NIL deal was like That's the what kids' I'm saying, man. Mercedes-Benz, the uh, Tom Brady thing. I'm telling you, the worst thing to do if you're Auburn is to pass up on a Dion Sanders and let him get to a Florida school or a Georgia school or somewhere close to that region because it's a wrap. Like, yeah. my biggest fear is that he does get to USF because a lot of those guys, those four stars that would come in and or walk on or, or be cool being second, third string at, at a school like Florida will go to USF and start. And yeah. he's going to get them. <laughs> he's going to get those guys. Listen, man, I, I agree with everything y'all are mm. saying. I wish Auburn would pull the trigger on something like that. It would shake up the college football world to have Deion Sanders. Like, I I was at SEC Media Days last year, right? 
you, SEC Media Days would probably be a circus. Deion oh Sanders first year. Yes, It'd be crazy. Yes, yes. One minute, like, but it's the problem. The problem is a lot of these, like you said, I a lot of these ads don't want to make that jump. They don't no. want to make that jump to such a. They want to be the first guy to pull the trigger on, right? On they'll, they'll be the second dude to be like, "Oh, he did well. Okay, now he's a he's a safer bet." But sometimes you got to go big, man. You got to put your nuts on the table. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And 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 I and think Auburn that higher flash, man. Yeah, that, that's what they need. You go with another Lane Kiffin, Ike at Auburn. It's the same type deal, man. It's the same type of coach. Yeah, nothing really like. Yeah, it would be a big hire, but at the same time, yes, it's a step up from Old Miss. But how big of a step up is it right now at this current moment in time? Is it big enough to, you know, for Lane to jump over? I wouldn't. I would wait for, you know, Nick Saban to retire. And then the, the dominoes really start to fall. And then you maybe could land at Clemson or something like that. But is, that's, that's another topic. But I think the, the best name is Dion. But nobody's going to take a chance on him until – and I really – and I, this is what I hope ha- doesn't happen to Dion. I hope he doesn't go to Colorado or USF. I hope he right. waits it out for like the, the an Auburn like job and just crushes it because he's yeah. going to. But I don't want him to jump to Colorado and go make Colorado contender. That's boring. I want to yeah. see, see him come to like a powerhouse and do it because he can. Yeah. And and, so, and I think that's the big thing. And that's the same conversation that people have about, uh, you know, a, a, a Carnell Williams as the head coach of Auburn. It's just like, look who he's got a coach against, right? Like day one, again, and this is Auburn is one of the toughest jobs in the country for this reason. Every year, LSU. Every year, Georgia. Every year, Bama. Like you don't get a break from those every year. Like you have to do. It. Yeah, Florida, Florida, tough job. Yeah. Tennessee, tough job. You got to play five of the top twenty every, every year. year. Every year, every single year. Like it's a murder. Like it is a tough, tough like, job to have. And- and I don't, I'm in control. I don't understand the excitement for Lane really either because realistically, your first year, Lane was what, five and five his first year? Something mm-hmm. like that. Like he, the immediate success isn't coming when he gets to Auburn. It's still going to take him two or three years to get to where he needs to go. So by the time he does, you're going to be looking for a new guy. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, by the time he gets your program to where Ole Miss is right now, he's going to be moving on to a bigger program. Because what's going to happen? He'll get to Auburn. First year, it'll be an excuse. Oh, you know, I got to get his guys. Second year, he'll get some portal guys. He'll do good. And then what'll happen is he'll get a call from Cleveland Browns. He'll get a call from Dallas Cowboys. Hey, man, come be the OC. And he's gone. (laughs) Or come be the head coach of, you know, whatever. He's gone. Yeah, listen, I, I I agree that Lane Kiffin is likely, if he stays in Auburn more than four years, I'd be shocked. I'd be yeah. completely shocked. Uh, so it's going to be super interesting to see where this goes in the next couple of years um, in regard to, well, I mean, let's not even go the next couple of years, the next week or so, <laughs> because they're, Auburn is planning to hire somebody by the Sunday after the Iron Bowl because... Mm. Uh, you got to. You have to because uh, you got the portal de- declaration start oh, yeah, on December. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to get an early jump on your transfer portal stuff, and then early signing day, you've got to solidify who your coordinators are going to be, and then go get aggressive to try to put an early signing day class together that's going to be respectable. You, you know, who you could go get now. Personally, would I do it? No. But boy, 
if y'all went ahead and got Dan Mullen before he became the OC for for Bama, hey, look, I see the fa- I see the face. The people can't see your face, but I saw the face. <laughs> if you can get if you can get Dan Mullen to say, look, man, get a real defensive coordinator. Don't come with your buddy. Go get a real <laughs> defensive coordinator. I guarantee you. Auburn will As be the good. head coach, Dan Mullen, the head coach of Auburn. Hey, Dan Mullen is going to be the oh, he's going to be the head coach, but he's also going to be the offensive coordinator. It right. will be a top five offense, and you get a real deal defensive coordinator because that's all that was missing. And don't bring in Grantham. I guarantee you, Auburn would be battling for the SEC West. That's all not the time. that's not terrible. Like I know you kind of shook your head at it, but I'm just I, again. You, you Dan Mullen is another on one it. of those guys where I'm just like, eh, okay, because he's a little, he's a little. Cause he's the same as Lane, except he's he's he'll stay. Like yeah. he'll stay where he's no. at. No, that okay. I'll agree with that as yeah. far as offensive mind, but probably a little bit more stability. I I just to, to you. This is the same. I have the same issues with him as I have with Lane Kiffin. The defensive stuff that you've already highlighted, and then I this could be media overhype, right? Because I I hear people parroting media stories about things from Auburn. And I'm like, from the inside, like, that's not actually how that went down. But I see you guys reading highlights and I, uh, excuse me, headlines. And I understand where you got that narrative from. The whole situation around him and recruiting makes me be like, is he really just not, is he really a lazy recruiter? Or was Mullen? that just people, yeah, yeah, were people taking that out of context? Mullen is a, uh, he is a very, um, He's a very hard-minded guy. Like he's a give me anybody and I will win with him. See, I don't now uh, that makes him a lot like Lane Kiffin. Then because yeah. Lane Kiffin swears he could turn anybody into a five-star. But the thing is, he, yeah. he came in, but but uh, Mullen came in recruiting. But when he got that violation from recruiting, uh, I forgot the kid on the West Coast, and he got that like two-year pat, you know, pat on the butt. He that's where it kind of like slowed down. And that's where he started to see the classes. He came in, he had like a number nine class, then it went to like 10, then it went to 12. Like he never got worse than 12. Cause, so they were recruiting, but he's so hard-headed, man, that if he could change that a little bit, he would be great. But he's Look, so... Man, <laughs> I think he's actually... Low-key, I think he's actually interested in the job. I, th- I, I, think he, I think he'd be a good fit. I do. I do. They, I hope they, they were on one of the... OC. Uh, because one one of the college shows or whatever, um, they were joking around and they said something like, yeah, you, you know, you got a guy right here and Dan Mullen. And they were just like giving an example of like a coach you wouldn't have to pay a buyout for. Right. That's got experience right. in the SEC. And he like he laughed, but it was one of those. Ah, oh, man, stop it. Like type of things <laughs> where it's like, ah, oh, come on, guys. Come yeah. on. You you flatter me. It's like, nah. he was I, I was like, if that phone rang today. Dan Mullen would be like, yeah, I don't even really like being on TV. Yeah, let's do this. I'm telling you right now, I have no inside information. Nobody's confirmed it. But you cannot tell me that he's not sitting down just waiting for O'Brien to leave Bama to be their OC. I think that was done the day he got fired from Florida. I think Saban was like, hey, man, when you're ready, let me know. And if he gets to Bama as their OC, I don't care who their defensive coordinator is. You ain't going to be able to outscore them. With the recruiting and the weapons, and it's just going to be ridiculous. So Auburn, hey man, Dan Mullen will be a look. If Auburn doesn't hire Lane Kiffin, Dion should be on the next list, and then anybody after that is a bad hire, in my opinion. So yes, hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because I, 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 again, I know that Hugh Freeze is another one of those guys that a lot of no, people sir. are polarized no, by, but they, they, he's high on that list. No, sir, man. No, wanna... sir. I'm telling you the list, bro. I, I know. I know. I'm just it. telling you, if it's not Lane or Dion, it's not a good hire. Yeah, I get the, the guy from uh, Cincinnati. Um, was it uh, Luke Fickle? Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle, yeah. I don't think I, I think, think Luke Fickle's a good coach. I think he is too, but I don't know why he would leave Cincy and come. Like you got to remember, we're talking about Auburn here. Like like Ike said, you got to play LSU, Georgia, and Alabama every year. Yeah. Like like Ike said, you got to put it's your nuts job, on man. the table, man. Like you, it takes a special type of dude to come in and want to do that every year, and you have to recruit against those three guys. Which is why I thought the Dabo Swinney thing was crazy. I was just like, why yeah. do you want like if Dabo wanted that smoke, I'd be like, all right, cool, you know. But like, I just don't know if he's that guy that wants that smoke every. Year. And then too, I you know again, this is me reading headlines, and but I, I'm not convinced that he's really pro nil and pro like getting out there and trying to do the transfer portal stuff. Like I don't think he's a fan of that kind of stuff. And that's just the way that college football is going. Like you got to get on board with that or or you're going to fall behind. And changing jobs means that you need to be able to embrace both of those things to get a program from where Auburn is right now to where Clemson currently is. Like you've got to embrace those two things to get athletes to come to Auburn. I could tell you one thing, though. I didn't think that Brian Kelly wanted to smoke. Leaving Notre Dame, he had the cushiest job. He goes undefeated. Yeah. He's in the he's in the playoff every year, and he came down to LSU and took the smoke. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe Dabo's like, look, this ACC stuff's fun, but if I lose one but, game, I'm out. Yeah, the ACC is a joke right now of a conference. I'm so sorry. I'm saying he, he's like, I lose one game, I'm out the playoff. I got to go undefeated. I got to be undefeated every year to get yeah. into the college football playoff as it stands right now. I go to Auburn, I could maybe lose two games, as you see with Alabama right now being seventh and LSU being fifth. I could maybe mm-hmm. lose two games, have two slip-ups and still get into the playoff. If I lose a game at Clemson, I can't get back in. Yeah. So maybe that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, his name's being floated out there. Or it could just be to get him more money at Clemson, which normally that's always the case. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Who knows? But we'll definitely have some answers here coming up. Well, I, um, I appreciate you guys coming in and talking tonight. We'll definitely get back and have some more conversations like this coming up soon, man. You guys are listening to the Auburn Expression. Man, Ike Jones here. Paul, first and foremost, tell the people where they can uh, hear more of you and things going on with the Georgia Bulldogs. Man, come over to UGASports.com and our Georgia Bulldogs football on YouTube. We do a post-game overreaction show after every game. It's called the POS. It's crazy. It's outlandish. It's fun. It's foolish. Uh, we go for two, two and a half hours. You can also find me on Twitter at P Mahari, M-A-H-A-R-R-Y. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Kenny, Kenny, tell the people how they can find out more about what's going on in Gainesville with the Florida Gators and what you got going on. Hey, man, follow me. Um, I have a uh, another show we do, um, toe-to-toe sports, where we talk pretty much Gator, Georgia football, um, and Twitter, man, KB underscore toe, number two, and toe. That's, you're going to get all my Gator news. And that's where I'm at. Yeah, those are the guys that I keep up with when I want to see what's going on with those two schools for sure. And then when I get ready to talk a little junk, then I know who I need to talk some smack to. Um, Haven't been doing too much of that lately, but don't worry. We we coming. We back up soon. Anyway, it's your man Ike Jones, man. We're getting out of here. We'll holler at y'all the next time. Peace.